Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Demcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson, still quarantined in D.C., and today my returning guest is Jody Hamilton. Before we get to our conversation, I just want to say that I keep these intros as short as possible, under three minutes. So the Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast, and it's supported by listeners like you, and it's woman-run. I don't have corporate backers, and I'm not yet using advertisers, although that's coming. So it is patrons who keep the show going, and I am ever so grateful. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a look at the About page at patreon.com slash startmeup. You'll see that I interview mostly, I either have interviews or have conversations, today was a conversation, with people who like to talk about politics. Sometimes I talk to pundits, sometimes I interview actors about their craft, I used to be one. Usually politics is thrown in there somewhere, but if you like the show, please consider becoming a patron for any dollar amount. You could start at like two bucks and eventually you could upgrade to five. I do two free shows a week. I do Mondays and Wednesdays. And then after those free shows, I always do, which I'm going to change the name eventually, Kimberly's After Party. Those are for patrons only, $5 or more. And then I do two patrons only shows. Now, this is going to be something that might be changing because Steph Walton is getting a new job. So for now, I think there's going to be one more show with Stefan Walton, and then I'm not sure ex- exactly what's going to happen. But that show will be happening the week of uh, next week. Anyway, the way that it works is if you sign up for $5 or more, you get everything I do delivered. You get access to all of it. You get everything delivered to your email box. Free shows, patrons-only shows, all of it. If you sign up for $4 or less, you get the free shows and then you get the one patrons only show. Now, I think I'm going to play around with with ad, you know, doing shows with no intro and no advertising. That'll come later. Just visit patreon.com/startmeup and you can see all the tiers, all the ways that you could support the show, and I would really appreciate it if you did. You can also make a one-time donation by checking out the text in the Patreon description. I always include my email, and you can use that with Patreon. And you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Just stop by the iTunes slash Apple Podcasts store site, become a subscriber, it's free. And then while you're there, I'd really appreciate it if you give me a rating and then a review. So that's it. Please enjoy my conversation with Jody Hamilton. Welcome, 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 Jody. Thank you, Kimberly, for having <laughs> me on again. I just want to say that you're so freaking professional. You're always on time. And it's like, it's funny because I have you set up on this thing that we use to talk over the internet webs. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have you all plugged it in and like, sure enough, right on the dot, you're like, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> So awesome. So thank you for that. No problem. I get that from my mother. (laughs) Um, First, I have to bitch because, okay, so I usually do my grocery shopping on Saturday and Wednesday, pick up like Mm -hmm. extra on Wednesday. So I'm on this new, I'm actually started Weight Watchers and um, I'm not sure what's going to happen there because I have not had any Mostly when I try to lose weight after I went through menopause, my body just goes, fuck you. Oh, and, yeah. and I knew I like people, people will say, oh, you should try this. Like it teaches you how to eat. I know how to eat. I, I'm healthy anyway. And then I've, you know, when I was an actress in Hollywood, <laughs> I knew how to lose weight. Maybe it wasn't the most healthy way, but I still understand what to do. I work out. I use, you know, weights. I use resistance training. I, I know what I'm doing, but it's just that when you get older, your body is just not, it does. And it was so funny because I, yeah, when I, I saw this woman on 
YouTube. She's 52 and she said, and I'm 52, and she said, okay, here's the deal. Uh, after menopause, nothing I used to do worked, nothing. And she, and, and so it just, I just felt so validated, you know, it's like, cause mm-hmm. people think, oh, well, you're just eating too many calories. Oh, well, you're just not working out enough. And it's like, uh, you want to kill them. Because it's like, well, it's it's a combination of so many different factors. Because okay, so when I quit smoking, yeah, that's another in thing. Yeah, two thousand one, like most people, I gained weight. Yeah, and I was finally at a weight that I liked myself at, and then all of a sudden I'm back up to a weight I don't like mm-hmm. myself at. And so, what I did, I'm not, I'm a very good. What works for me is a food diary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what kind of Weight Watchers is. It kind of is that. It's slightly different because they don't use calories. They use points. Right, right. So basically what I did was I I started writing down my food and Mm -hmm. how many calories and fat and protein and all that fun stuff. And then I was up watching an infomercial (laughs) one night and there was this machine. Now, this, mind you, this is 2001. So we weren't, you know, apping on phones yet or anything. (laughs) And... So there was this machine called the NutriCounter, hmm. which they ended up turning into what's called a health fit counter. Mm-hmm. And so what it had in it already was 1,500 food items from fast food places, um, uh, packaged foods, yeah. and then just your regular, like if you want to have an orange, this is the size that you're having. These, these are the estimated calories, right? Mm-hmm. Wine, you know, alcohol, you name it. A 1,500 food items. So if I went to McDonald's and I had a Big Mac, which I don't eat those anymore, but if <laughs> I did, I would punch that in and yeah. there's that, you know, and you put in your calorie goals. The beauty, beauty about that machine was it also tracked your sugar intake. So if you're oh, diabetic, wow. then boom, you know how much sugar you've eaten in a day. If you need to worry about sodium, boom you know so it counts everything on a nutrition label yeah and so when I got that I broke three of them because I was using it like you're supposed to (laughs) um and I'm not kidding it's just because it was like a prototype you know and so I kept breaking them because it was kind of like a um early um like you used a little needle kind of thing to punch in stuff right I still have it somewhere (laughs) um and because now I can just use a you know the same kind of thing on my phone but um, so I ended up, what I ended up doing, cause I kept breaking them was I built in an Excel program. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not just kidding. An Excel spreadsheet. Oh my God. Whenever I would eat something, I would throw it into that. So now I have this spreadsheet that I open up every morning <laughs> and boom, it's something, and I count everything, whatever, whether it's yeah. liquid or f- solid food, right. it gets counted. And the other thing that I found during this foray, um, was that we tend to lose fighting calories approximately five calories a year Hmm. so that's why when you're 20 you can eat 2,000 calories and Mm -hmm. maintain your weight but when you're 20 when you're 40 right you've now lost 100 calories a day of food yeah and so boom you've gained 20 pounds in five minutes and you don't know where it came from right and you're like but i'm doing the same exact thing it's because our metabolism slowed down so now with my goals since i just turned 54 at the beginning of every new year for me I take my calorie goals down five calories interesting that's a smart thing to do yeah and I mean it's funny because yeah this is a point there there's three different things you can do green blue and purple purple's the latest one you get the least amount of points but there's 300 free foods or zero point foods and but the thing is what's so fascinating to me is I, okay, so I'm logging in. I have the app for my phone. I'm doing the blue one. So I get 23 points. Plus, when you work out, you can get extra points, blah, 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 blah. So right. uh, when I was like, 
I can, you can, and the greatest thing is you can like scan a product and then it tells you, and then you, then you have to pick out or you have to, uh, make sure that it's the right amount uh, that you're, you're using. So it's like initially I scanned non-dairy creamer, the powder Mm -hmm. stuff. And it, I think it either said zero or one point, but that Mm -hmm. was for one tablespoon. I probably used two tablespoons. Okay. That brought it up to like three points or something. I'm like, what? And you know, (laughs) and then, um, and then just like even the, the cooking spray oil, they, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, I think they give you a third of a second. Who uses that? A third of a second? Give me a fucking break. So <laughs> I have to, you know, I'm, I'm guessing what I'm using and I'm, I'm trying right. to be extra generous. But uh, the thing about it is that even though I know how to eat, and, and I would go back to that woman who said on YouTube, she said she was 52 and she, you know, couldn't lose weight no matter what she did. And then right. she tried Weight Watchers and I think it was a month to six weeks. She lost 10 pounds. So I'm not sure Weight because Watchers is a great program. It, it is. Really and is. It is. And I, you know, I know that another person I saw on YouTube said oh, she was a doctor and she said there are women who will complain, hey, I did Weight Watchers in my 20s, 30s and 40s and it was great. And then I do it later and I and nothing happens. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. what's going to happen with me, but I will say one of the things it's doing is holding me accountable for uh, more workouts. So I, I tend to get a little lazy. And part of the reason is because, and I never used to be lazy, but when, when you don't get results, it's like, right. what's the point? Why am I even doing this? And so, you yeah. know, but it was like I, when I quit smoking, I quit in 2013 in, it was a day, it was the Saturday before Thanksgiving and, you know, working from home, wearing comfortable clothes. I didn't notice that I had, it was literally a month, like on Christmas day, I went to put clothes on to go have dinner somewhere and I was huge. And the thing is, is I didn't change anything. I didn't replace food or, or I didn't replace cigarettes with food. I wasn't eating extra because I was very mindful about that. And just right. doing the same thing. It didn't matter. I just ballooned up because your metabolism definitely slows down mm-hmm. after you quit smoking. And eventually I lost most of it. It took a long time with no results. Like I saw no results until nine months later. Finally, I saw some results. But then, you know, it's like when I met Bob, which was in 2015, I I was actually okay. You know, I was able to eat a good amount without gaining any weight. And, and I was just, I was still working out. And then, I don't know, then I started taking hormones and everything went fucking crazy. And I think I'm going to go <laughs> off the hormones. But so I don't know, you know, I mean, I don't know what this is going to do. But the one thing I do know that it's going to do is going to make me work out a little more. So, you know, I, I have a tendency, like when I was a sales rep, uh, if you gave me incentive and said, okay, if you sell X amount of these, you get a gift card, I would sell them all. It was like, it's just, so it's like, if I, if I, if that carrot is dangling in front of my face, I usually, usually go. So this morning, so, okay. So first of all, the, uh, some of the zero point foods, they're fruit, right? So it's it's all, it's all zero point. And before I go to bed, I like to have a sliced up banana with a little bit of, uh, like cashew milk in it. it. It makes it so that I, if I get hungry in the middle of the night, I can't sleep. So I have that right before I go to bed. I don't have enough, uh, bananas. So I go on, plus there's the, there's a dessert that's a zero or maybe like a one point dessert on uh, Weight Watchers, which is called Dole Whip, Dole Pineapple Whip. So I'm going to try <laughs> what this. What is that? It bas- well, you can use milk, but I can't, I can't have milk. So I'm going to use almond milk. You just put, I think it's like uh, one and a half cups of pineapple 
in a food processor with a certain amount of the milk. I don't a cup or a third of a cup or I don't know what it is. But you just make you just blend it until the pineapple chunks are not so big, and then it's just kind of like that fruity whip. You know what I mean? I don't know if almond milk is going to whip, but we'll find out. They say you can. So I thought, well, I want to try that. And I need bananas because I don't have enough bananas to last me until Wednesday. So I'll do the Instacart. So I order Uh-oh. I order <laughs> organic. They give me the option of organic frozen um, pineapple. So I choose those. And then I get bananas. They deliver non-organic frozen pineapple and nothing else. Of course, it's Instacart. <laughs> and I'm so fucking angry because it's like in order, if you want to try it again with another store, you have to order at least $10. So fuck it tomorrow. I'm just going to order. I'm going to call my store and pick it up because you could just choose the time you go pick it up. So that way I don't have to go in the store. But anyway, that was my, <laughs> that was my frustrate. I was like, <laughs> well, I wish you luck on, on Weight Watchers. I, I actually went to Weight Watchers Fat Camp. Oh, you did? Yeah. 1970. Oh my God. we fat camp how horrible <laughs> what was that like it was funny because it was like it was yeah it was the summer of either it was the summer of 79 mm-hmm. was it 78 i don't know anyway um so my i was overweight but i wasn't obese or anything but i i was 13 pounds overweight for my height and age at the time my mom was concerned because my two sisters my two immediate sisters not mm-hmm. <laughs> mother not father yeah. not so what is wrong with this kid you know so <laughs> um uh so they were like we're gonna send you to weight watchers camp now i had never gone to sleep away camp ever. wow yeah so this they sh- we were at occidental no we were at chap no we were occidental somewhere in- east of here at a college campus and my little sister who was of normal weight i think she was a pound <laughs> overweight when mm-hmm. we first checked in so she was on maintenance in a week in mm-hmm. less than a week and so we get there and we're sharing a room because she didn't want to spend the summer without me and my sister Carrie Aww. was in Texas at the time so she was like I want to go okay <laughs> so we go there and I'm all of 12 years old hmm. and uh <laughs> Carney Wilson and her cousin Jonah were also there wow I love Carney. She's so fucking funny. <laughs> um, she's, a, she's a wonderful human. If you can get her on your show, you will love her. Okay, good um, to know. <laughs> she's fantastic. Uh, and she loves farts. She's obsessed <laughs> with farts. She records them. I'm not kidding. She's amazing. Anyway, um, so we're at camp, and what they would do every morning was we would get up at like 6.30 in the morning, and they would do what was called slimnastics <laughs> um, before breakfast. And then we would have breakfast. And then we get about a 45-minute reprieve to digest our food. And it was all like, you know, we didn't control the food. They controlled our portions and yeah. everything. And it was 1,200 calories a day. Wow. And then after breakfast, there was more exercise. And then we would have lunch and then rest. And then there was more exercise <laughs> and then <laughs> dinner. And you could choose, like, in the, later in the afternoons, I, I seem to recall you could choose what you would do, whether it was swimming or it was dancing or whatever. In the mornings, it was more like calisthenics. Um, but in the afternoon, I recall you could choose. And we ended up putting on the show Grease while we were there. Huh. Carney starred. She was fantastic. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it was funny. They took us, they, what they would do, because they'd weigh us once a week. And if you lost one to two pounds a week, that was the goal. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's slow mm-hmm. and steady. And uh, it works. And it stays off. Right. What I found, by the way, with weight is... If it takes you six months to gain weight, it takes you a year to lose that same weight. 
Interesting. It always takes me twice as long to lose yes. the weight that I've gained, no matter what. If it takes if it takes a day for me to gain a pound, it'll take two days for right. me to lose the pound. You know. So <laughs> yeah. It's just I don't know. That's just how my body works. Um, <laughs> but so they lot they took us to Disneyland one day, and so they're basically trusting all of these children. Um, there was one woman there. She was 18, and she was bulimic, and she was oh like, I'm God. like, what are you doing here? You weighed 95 pounds. She goes, no, I'm overweight. It's like, no, you're not. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, I want to be like you. I remember everybody finally seeing their hips for the first time. I was like, look. <laughs> wow. You know, lying down. You yeah. know, oh, look, there they are. Um, but so they sent us, they let us go to Disneyland. Now, my little sister and I, we had a little bit of money on us, and they let us just run free. And... Um, <laughs> So Aaron and I, you know, we were hanging out together and with some other people and we were like, don't eat anything that's not on the Weight Watchers, you know, don't eat anything at Disneyland because it's not going to be covered. Right. So Aaron and I each had an ice cream sandwich and we felt terrible. Because it was just like, no, we can't. Have, oh, my God, tomorrow's weigh-in. You know, and the next day is weigh-in, right? So it's like, this is going to do it. I'm not going to be losing any more weight. So we get back to the campus and we have our evening meal or whatever. Go to bed. And everybody, when you would go get weighed, everybody was kind of, there was a waiting room. And we came in groups. And the nutritionist would weigh you in her room by your, you know, with her. Mm-hmm. And if, if you were doing well, you got a congratulations. And <laughs> if you were not, you would get scorned. And she actually <laughs> wow. lost, a, while we were there, she lost her final three quarters of a pound to have lost 100 pounds. Wow. Which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You would have never known she had weighed 100 pounds more because she was a tiny little thing. Yeah. But she did it all on Weight Watchers. And she, you know, it took her a year and some change, but she did it. Um, but so I get weighed and I thankfully had lost a pound and mm-hmm. Erin was still maintaining her weight. So yay. So we didn't feel too bad. <laughs> Jonah Wilson, Kearney's cousin, that day told us. He ate $23 worth of $1979 oh. worth of food. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. At Disneyland. And the motherfucker still lost two pounds. Uh, uh, wow. There you go. You know, but, I mean, we, and we actually got to meet the woman that started White Watchers. She huh. came and spoke to us. Wow. And she said what prompted her, this has happened to, I'm sure, more than one woman. Uh, she was at a grocery store in the sixties or whenever it started. Mm -hmm. And, um, she was, you know, shopping for food and she ran into a neighbor or an old friend or whatever. And they were chatting for a little bit. And then her friend goes, so when do you do? Oh my God. And she wasn't pregnant. Right. And, um, she, she didn't say anything because she knew that the woman was just, you know, thinking she was pregnant. So she, she stumbled through it and said, oh, I'm doing like t- two months or whatever. She said, oh, congratulations. <laughs> right? Walks away and she realized that's when I needed to lose weight. <laughs> Which is why I always tell Lonnie, I said, if you see a woman and you think she's pregnant, <laughs> Don't, do, shut not up. Yeah. do not ask. Do not ask. Unless she wants to be a billionaire later and then that's something different. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's when she decided. She was lovely. I mean, and this well. was early on in Weight Watchers. I mean, it was literally just the camps at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I ended up losing the 13 pounds in the month that we were there. Wow. Um, That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I know when I started, uh, losing weight, I was 13 and I was, I've told this story before, but I mean, basically I was about five, eight and I weighed 170 pounds, which because the summer I had got, I'd lived in Russia. I gained weight while, while I was in Russia. My mother later told me, not at the time. 
but she, she saw me and, and it was like when I got off the plane, she was just like, oh, my God, that's my daughter. <laughs> and, um, you know, I I know I had eaten more living in Russia. And then when I came back home to California to live with my mom again, she had moved. So we were living like we had been living in Brentwood mm-hmm. and then or, you know, actually, no, Laurel Canyon. And then. Uh, moved to Silver Lake so I didn't have any friends and she would work all day so I was like 13 no car nothing no friends so I just sat home and ate all day and she actually did indulge me by buying the food that I asked her and I would I always joke that I had like strawberry quick intravenously going through my veins because you know I like I drank it all day the whole and I mean I would make ice I would just it is good I would make um, ice cream uh, with like shakes with cookies in them. I mean, it was awful. Mm. So I remember going to school and I was in the eighth grade and I, you know, it didn't hit me until like I was a month in and I look around and I'm like five, I, no, I'm sorry. I was five, seven, five, eight, five, seven, five, eight. And I weighed 170 pounds and I looked around and I thought, Oh my God, because all the girls were tiny, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, they were just little and, uh, I thought I'm huge. So It was like on a Monday and my mom had just gone grocery shopping and I came home and I was like, you have to throw everything away. She's like, I'm not throwing everything away, but I know I didn't eat it. And then I started this diet, which probably wasn't the most healthy. And my mother didn't No, I'm not going to say probably it wasn't healthy because and I didn't tell my mother this. Uh, initially I only ate one meal a day, which was dinner, Mm -hmm. which was what my mother prepared. And she knew I was on a diet. So she made healthy food for us. And, but I wasn't eating anything before dinner and I would exercise and I was Mm -hmm. losing a pound a day. Mm -hmm. And, and then eventually I brought it up to where I would have a, I would have a measured out bowl of bran cereal with just nothing in it, just bran. And I would eat that. And then I would eat dinner. And, Mm -hmm. you know, through the course of that year, I went from five, seven, one seventy five, eight, whatever it was to basically six feet and 125. Wow. So yeah, I was really skinny. I mean, obviously the growth was had had a lot to do with it, but I was oh, kind right. of starving myself. And then that was that was my eighth grade year. In ninth grade, I stopped. Then I ate like a normal kid. In fact, my best friends and I knew somebody who worked at a donut shop and we would go by every day after school and get free apple fritters. So, <laughs> you know, I, and, but I didn't really gain anything back. It took a long time to gain weight again, but it's just always been so frustrating for me uh, because my entire life I've been bigger than everybody else, even when I'm slender. So I take that, you know, I carry that with me. And then, then when you pat, when you've got that extra weight on that you can't lose, it's like, I, I, I would restrict my calories and I would work out for an hour and 15 minutes, five days a week, and I would gain weight. And it was so frustrating because that was not, I, you know, and I was reading with hormones, you know, and I mean, I'm post menopausal now, but it's like, I was reading about how, you know, during the whole menopause years and all that stuff that the, somehow it works like the estrogen in your body helps to create fat. It like creates it. So that makes sense to me because how, how is it that I was, you know, eating maybe like what you were eating 1200 calories a day and working out five days a week for more than an hour. And I was gaining weight. That was like ridiculous. Oh, I dieted my way up to 160 pounds. <laughs> Fun. Um, you know, I, I remember when I was 14, it was funny cause I had the straightest teeth of my two immediate sisters. Uh huh. But my jaw was misaligned. Oh, um, wow. So I was the most expensive child when it came to work. <laughs> teeth, I had, I had 
basically my dentist, my orthodontist said, okay, braces, your teeth will be straight in a year. He's like, you only need to wear braces for a year. But in order to make your jaw work properly, because basically my teeth met they didn't, there was no underbite or overbite. Mm-hmm. It, they just met. So hmm. I'd been pulling my jaw back for 14 years. Wow. Which eventually would really mess with everything in your whole head. Mm-hmm. And so the orthodontist said, you have two choices. You can now, I'm 14. <laughs> you can wear <laughs> God braces with a headgear and neck gear for the next seven years. <gasps> wow. So college, wow. Yeah. Fun. Um, right. Or we can do surgery. Now, at the time, I weighed, I was 5'5", and I weighed 124 pounds, which is not out of the ordinary, but I didn't like being that big. And so I said, what do you mean surgery? Surgery. (laughs) And the doctor says, yes. I said, well, what does that entail? And he said, well, you'll be in the hospital for a couple of, I was in the hospital for four days. Mm -hmm. And they broke my jaw, moved (gasps) it back. And then they, (sighs) I also had a gummy upper smile. Mm -hmm. So I also (laughs) took out gum they took out bone on my upper jaw right so i had wires going up and and i still have wires in the back that don't do anything anymore but i see them on x-rays and it's kind of fun anyway and i said okay so what is that and and he says well you'll be wired shut up to eight weeks and i went oh my my brain went liquid diet for eight weeks The bulimorexia in myself was, yes! Um, now nobody can force you to eat. So, right. uh, so yeah, I was wired up for seven of the wow. eight. Wow. And I lost 20 pounds. Oh, my God. I got down to 104. Wow. Um, and then when once I, st- excuse me, I got down to 106. And then once solid food came back in, I lost another two pounds of water weight because mm-hmm. I literally, I had so much liquid in my yeah. body. Um, that I was a little puffy, but I was skinny, so mm-hmm. who cared? Um, <laughs> and whilst I was doing, while I was wired shut, I was in school, um, and <laughs> my French teacher literally would say, I want you to conjugate verbs. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Really? You wow. know, um, and I cooked, I baked, I made, we, we were living with another family, this Italian family on the big island, and... Um, <laughs> I was cooking like crazy because I couldn't eat it. Right. So I was getting all this baking out of my system and <laughs> making, because we used to make pasta from scratch. You wow. Know, yum. Hanging noodles. And I was just like baking constantly, you know, and it was um, lots of milkshakes. And mm-hmm. I'm a, I was, I am a big Who fan and I'm a big fan of the movie Tommy. Mm. And so when I was back on the mainland after the surgery, mom was finished shooting Annie. And so we were back here in L.A. And the phone rings. And um, somebody says, it's for you. And I said, who is it? And mom goes, it's Anne Margaret. <laughs> so mom got oh Anne Margaret God. to call me. Because Anne Margaret, when in the 60s, I want to say, when she was doing her Vegas act, was on, they had her, this one number, she would come out on this King Kong hand. Mm-hmm. Like oh, yes, 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 yes. And one night while she was there, something malfunctioned and she fell (gasps) like 20 feet to the stage face first. Oh, my God. So she had been wired shut. Wow. Yeah. 
so that's why my mom had her call me. Now, I'm wired shut at this point. So <laughs> and I'm ecstatic, you know, I'm so ecstatic. And she was so sweet on the phone. I mean, just couldn't have been nicer. And she says, oh, I used to blend everything like steak. <laughs> like, what? Oh you know, and, and then I did get to meet her in person several years later. And she's just such a lovely human hmm. being. But um, I thought that was very nice of my mom to do and for Ms. Margaret to, uh, yes. for Mrs. Smith to call me. That's so um, cool. It was pretty cool. And there was one girl in high school that also had had her jaws wired shut, and she's epileptic. Oh, my God. So, I mean, we both, you had to carry around wire cutters. Wow. That's Just in crazy. case. Just in case somebody had to get into your mouth. I literally had wire cutters around my, I wore them. Um, on a, wow. like a chain, that's yeah, and so just, did Karen Kirstenbach, yeah, and she was epileptic because it was way more scary for her to have her job. Right, shot. right, right, right. Um, wow, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't know. You know, it's funny too because I, I'm not usually the, the kind. I mean, well, I will, I will backtrack. Uh, before COVID, and actually even before, before my weight gain, because I don't like to go clothes shopping now. But when I was, you know, feeling a little bit more confident in my body. I would buy a lot of clothes and I just, I just buy a lot, lots of shoes, lots of clothes, ridiculous amounts of shoes. And, um, so I guess a lot of those were impulse buys. And it's, when I was a sales rep, when I was an outside sales rep, it gave me the opportunity, you know, I, especially in, in Southern California, I remember there was, uh, Oh God, was a Burlington coat factory in Torrance, California. And it was the fucking bomb. It was like the best Burlington coat factory. They had everything. And I would just, you know, every time I went to Torrance, I would go to that store or, you know, when I was in Northridge, I would go to that store and I would just see what they had. And, and I would shop all the time. And so I haven't, you know, now that I work from home and everything, I'm not doing that. And again, I don't really enjoy shopping as much anymore because I don't like the way clothes fit. But I will say throughout my entire life, and I'm not a big impulse shopper for most things, but the one thing that I will do is when it comes to like nutrition or fitness, if, if you know, I don't watch infomercials anymore, but I can tell you like most of the videos that I still work out to were from some kind of infomercial like Beachbody or something like that. And um, so I in this past week since, okay, since I joined Weight Watchers, which was not really too much of an impulse because Steph Walton, who's my co-host often, she's on it. So she kind of got me going and I thought, well, I'm going to try it. And it took me a few days and I did it. But in the, in the interim, I bought a food scale and I bought an air fryer. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and it's like, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to buy that now. Boom. And I like, I don't even think about it. I just like buy it. But I'm totally excited about the air fryer because the first thing I made, I've been dying to make it. I've been watching on, I get lost in these YouTube videos, whether it's cooking or, you know, manifestation or whatever, but they're doing plantains. And I thought, oh my God, I want to do that. So I, I bought a plantain. And I, I did the whole plantain thing on Saturday. And so that was kind of fun. But I'm looking forward to using that. Do you have an air fryer? No, but we do have a slow cooker. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have a slow cooker too. Yeah, we have a crock pot. And I was telling Bob and David last week that because um, somebody asked me whether I cook. And I went, sure. Um, <laughs> but I do. I make, a, I make a vegan chili mm. in the slow cooker because it takes four hours versus 45 minutes on yeah. the stove. And then two, two Thanksgivings ago... We were having people over for Thanksgiving, and naturally our ovens broke. Mm -hmm. And that's always the way. It's 
It's old too. The the name of the company is Chambers, <laughs> which doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and so it was going to be. I think the guy said he goes, "Okay, I can find the part, but I'm not going to have the part mm-hmm. until like mid December." Right. <laughs> so we literally had to turn because it's an electric oven. It's a double oven, and then they're electric. So we had to turn off the uh, juice to it because then it could have exp- I mean there was all like things yeah. were off in my kitchen yeah luckily it wasn't too bad and so I'm like okay how are we gonna cook a turkey now <laughs> and I looked online and I found a crock pot um recipe hmm. for a turkey to cook it and the turkey was a little bit bigger than so we had to kind of jerry-rig the lid mm-hmm. but Lonnie's mom and and stepfather and aunt were like this is the best turkey we've ever had wow that's pretty cool I was I was lucky to find it. I'm like, where can we? Because we were I was like, because we we're buying the cook the turkey that had everything kind of ready but not right. cooked. Yeah. Um, from our grocery store, and it's like they would have made it, but then that would have cost another two hundred dollars for them to cook it for us. So I'm like, okay, let me think, let me think, let me think. And luckily, God bless the internet, you know, because yeah. I found this wonderful way to do it, and it worked. And because I make a lasagna for mm. um, Thanksgiving, that's what I eat. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I always do. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just easier. I don't need, you know, I don't care about the turkey. I just like the stuffing, the stuffing in the mashed potatoes and gravy. And that's like my favorite thing. But, you know, I just have to say that uh, the last time you were on the show, I mentioned that I'm into manifesting and you said you are too. And mm-hmm. and I and I ha- I still want to like offline pick your brain about it and just find out what you do. But one of the things that I like to do is say I intend you know, just for, for shits and giggles, I'll say like, I intend to, and I always make sure to say, I either see it or I hear it or I read it. So whatever it is I want to see, hear, read, you know, like, so an apple or a basketball or something like that. And so the last time that I did that, and it's been about a week and I, and, and then I've just stopped. I, I hadn't heard it or seen it or anything. And so I just let it go. But it was ice cream sandwich, and you said it earlier. <laughs> I just, I think it's kind of funny because I had, you know, I was, I was doing it all year, uh, last year, and it just, it every, it, it was always within a matter of days or hours. And the funniest thing was when I first started doing it, I wanted to see Madonna, and I, and I specified in my mind, I thought, okay, it, it can either be the actual Madonna, or it can be the singer Madonna. Or it can, yeah, I can read the word. And I gave myself all these possibilities of any kind of Madonna in any way. And so that night, Bob and I watched, um, I can't remember which show it was, but it was a series. But it opened up with a statue of the Madonna. And I was like, fucking A. And so, but it's just so trippy to me. And it's so much fun. And I like doing that because I get uh, a little excited. In fact, when I do my patrons only show later today, um, I'm going to talk about this uh, show that is on Netflix called Surviving Death. And it's just, you know, all about, you know, what happens when we die and what, what's been reported and everything. And so it's like, I just love the idea that there is um, just s- so much out there that we can't fully understand, but it's there. And I like to play around and see what I can tap into because it's just, it's exciting to me. And, you know, some could say that it's a coincidence and maybe it is. But I think when, you know, the thing is, is for all last year, every time I set an intention to see something or whatever, I would see it every time. It might take a day or a week or whatever, but I would always see it. And then lately, I've been setting intentions to see stuff and I haven't really seen it. 
And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to let it go. I'm just, I'm going to stop setting. I'm going to stop doing it and uh, I'll pick it up later. And then it was, I heard ice cream sandwich and I thought, ha 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 ha. <laughs> there it is there it is so it makes me happy but you know just to completely change the subject into politics a little and this is kind of political i don't know if you saw this tweet but it fucking cracked me up um joe walsh did a post about how he and john mccain used I saw to that. yes and he said that they didn't necessarily get along but john mccain called him a tea party hobbit <laughs> I thought that was so sweet that he actually said that. And then the photograph of, of yes. John McCain, you know, being over silly, the reporter, yeah. being silly. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I, I was, I'm glad he wasn't our president because mainly because of Sarah right. Palin. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, had he picked Joe Lieberman, he probably would have won. Yeah. Um, he was a decent Republican. He was. I mean, I didn't agree with him. And I was, there were times where he, was very upsetting to me when it had to do with reproductive rights, but right. he was one of the senators. I don't want to give him all the credit because as much as I don't like Susan Collins, she was one of them too, who helped save my health care. So yeah. I will always appreciate that. And, you know, I look at somebody like Joe Walsh. Now I interviewed um, James Reynolds from days of our lives last Monday. And, mm -hmm. you know, he, he always likes my tweets and it's so funny because, you know, I, I mean, days of our, like you think in terms of the actors on a soap opera, they, they're probably going to want to stay away from politics for right. obvious reasons. Right. And so, you know, he doesn't post about politics, but I'd say, I don't know when it began, but maybe mid, mid last year, I started noticing that he would come on and like about four of my tweets. And then it was consistent. He would like a bunch of my tweets. And so I messaged him and I said, it just tickles me that you like my tweets. And he's like, well, we're pretty much aligned, you know, the same with when it comes to politics. And so, um, it's, you know, when, when we were, oh God, what was I even going to say? Oh, when we were talking the other day, I don't know, it was right before we set up for him to be on my show. He, I think he messaged me and he said, I liked your, because Joe Walsh had tweeted and I retweeted him. He goes, I liked that, but I'm not sure about him. And so I said, well, I'm not going to try to convince you to like him or not like him. I totally understand why you wouldn't. I said, but he's been on my show a couple of times. And I said, you know, I completely disagree with him on most things. But I do appreciate his sincerity and the fact that, you know, he's he said, OK, I, I am partly to blame for this. I'm partly responsible for Trump. And, you know, and, and he was vocal. And it's like, I know I put out a tweet to him. Uh, I think it was like last November. And I said that, oh, I'm going to have you on the show and we're going to debate certain things. And, I, and I've decided against it now because one of those things I was thinking was abortion. And I thought, you know, he's he's Catholic. He doesn't believe in it. I don't want to fight with him. I don't want to get angry with him. I just... I know he doesn't like it and I don't think I'm going to be able to convince him to support abortion no matter what argument I make because I think that oftentimes somebody like who's especially when you're Catholic and you're really dug into that idea somebody might be able to say all right well what about this case scenario or what about keeping religion out of politics or whatever it is and they might in that moment agree with you but then a few days later they're right back to where they were. And so it's like, I just don't care. I don't care. But I, but I do appreciate Joe Walsh because it's like, even though he still has a conservative perspective, mm -hmm. um, he, he stands up mm -hmm. and he, he says, okay, no, this isn't good. This is fascism. And, uh, you know, it's like unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable. It that, is. He's, he's learned from his mistakes, yeah. I think. I mean, yes, he's conservative, and but I don't think he's as bad as he used to be. No, I don't think so either. I think he was egged on 
by a lot of the I think he was going with that momentum that they had to be dicks right. and to be jerks and you know I, and I'll I get that because occasionally it happens to me like when I'm sure. online and and you just you just get pumped up from somewhere and you you go a little farther than you might if you had five minutes to think about it. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not to excuse anything. It's just to recognize human nature and that he got caught up in really ugly shit. And he, and, and, and I'm sure he got rewarded for that at the time. So he felt justified and he continued to do it. And it, it takes a really big person to say I was wrong and I, and I shouldn't have said that. And I, and I, I went too far and I crossed the line. If, if, if you can say that and then you stop crossing the line then I'm going to give you points for that. And I still don't agree with him. It's right. sometimes I get, I see his tweets right now and I'm like, right. <laughs> and sometimes I'll argue, but whenever I do argue, you know, he's always kind and mm-hmm. he always thanks me for the debate. And I, and I feel like, and then I can't stay angry. Right. <laughs> well, and that's, that's, it's also, that's smart to do. I mean, like, like when, when Rachel Maddow has people on that she vehemently disagrees with my blood boils and she looks fine. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Tom Hartman does the same thing with certain people that he'll, he'll have conservatives on that vehemently disagree with him, but he's always very kind to them. Yeah. Or sometimes he'll have a caller call in that disagrees with him. And sometimes it gets very contentious very quickly. And other times they have a lovely exchange of ideas, Yeah, you know, and that's how it should be. It's like my dad, you know, he grew up, he was born in 1929. So his philosophy, he was a Democrat, but his philosophy was if you have a Republican president, you want a Democratic House and Senate and vice versa. Mm -hmm. He goes, because you need that exchange and you need the compromise and you need that. It ain't that way anymore. And I blame Newt Gingrich for that. Right, um, yes. And and so it's, you couldn't, Tip O'Neill could work with Ronald Reagan. Mm -hmm. You know, but Newt Gingrich decided, I'm not working with these people. Mm -hmm. And it's just gotten worse from there. Um, As much as I loathe Ronald Reagan, but, you know, know. Tip O'Neill was able to work with people and good things got done. Right. You know, when people did, John Boehner used to be able to do that before, you know, Sarah Palin. Um, And it's just, and it's sad what has has happened to the conservative It's really sad. It's it's freaking me out because, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like I'm going to actually have a conversation with somebody tomorrow who is... And I think I might be reaching out to more people in social media who I know have a lot of influence and they do those videos and stuff. And I feel like we desperately need, because I don't know that the Democratic Party is going to do it, but I feel that we desperately need a kind of campaign that's pro-Democrat Democratic Party, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to Marjorie Taylor Greene is a fucking lunatic. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we need to point out that she's a fucking lunatic and we need to point out all the, you know terrible things that the Republican Party is doing. We have to educate the people on that. But at the same time, you know, that I talked a little bit about this on my patrons only show with Steph the other day, but it's like that video that Bernie did in 2016, not video, the, yeah, like the um, Mm -hmm. ad with Mm -hmm. America. I mean, no matter what you think of Bernie, that Mm -hmm. was effective. I mean, it would, I mean, my heart swelled because it was like this picnic situation and just, total diversity and you're listening to America and it I mean it was really good and I feel like the Democratic Party really needs to sell itself and 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 make no apology for standing up for choice and to not you know to not shy behind certain things that we've accomplished because it seems like when it comes to abortion 
we always want to apologize for our support for it, some one way or another. And it's like, don't apologize. And you don't have to stress the abortion part. You can stress the choice. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a choice with the Democratic Party, period. You're not, you're not going to be forced to have birth or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I can understand certain people in red states are going to have to, you know, tame their message or, or change their message to suit their constituency. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you look at somebody like Joe Manchin, and I get that somebody like him is not going to be able to go bold like someone in California can go. But still, I think there should be universal messaging on the Democratic side, just like they have it on the GOP, just like Frank Luntz sets up all these talking points for them. Well, I think, you know, Stephanie was talking about this this morning, and she has been for a few days, and and I agree completely with this. With regard to the filibuster and COVID relief in particular, Go balls to the wall. And yes. it sounds like Biden is going to because he's like, hey, I remember eight years of Obama. And I think that with especially this COVID bullshit coming from the 10 Republican senators, it's like, mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. A third of what he needs? We all know it's not $1.9 trillion. We need about $8 trillion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be perfectly honest, that's what yeah. we need to get us. Because we should be paying restaurants Hi, California, to be closed. We should be paying bars to be closed. We should be doing what Canada does. Mm -hmm. And basically, instead of tying people's um, checks to unemployment, Mm -hmm. you just give everybody a couple grand a month. Yeah. And then at the end of this year, you file your taxes. Did you have an income outside of that? Then you owe all that fucking money back. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's real simple. Yeah. But it's really but they have really to simple. make it difficult. But they have to make it difficult. And, and I think that, that what will happen if they do it, and they can do this through reconciliation because it's a budgetary issue. So 50 votes. And Manchin would be stupid to vote, vote against it. And so yeah. with cinema, that's just dumb. Right. But any Republican that votes against it, good luck running in 2022. Yeah. Because you voted against help. Because the average person doesn't know what reconciliation is. Yeah. They just want their fucking money. I mean, it, it, the New York Times article today on how the Trump administration on purpose tried to stymie money coming to states to help with vaccine Ugh, rollout. Yeah. Oh, my God. It wasn't just a mistake. It wasn't bad planning. It was they they on purpose said no. Mm-hmm. And so that's why everybody's bitching at Gavin Newsom for bad vaccine rollout. Sorry, he asked for money. Mm-hmm. He didn't get it. Plus, we didn't. And everybody's like, well, you sh- he should have been prepared for a year about the vaccine. A, didn't know which one was coming. So normal vaccine, yeah, we could have distributed it in every CVS in the state because normal refrigeration. Mm -hmm. But we didn't find out until November that it was going to be these two dose have to be frozen, can't be that stable for very long, unfrozen. So you have to have all these new freezers available, which are expensive and bulky. And so it's like, okay, they had a month tops to prepare for that. And this is a 44 million people state. I mean, we're up to... In the past two weeks, thank you, Joe Biden, in the past couple of weeks, things have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because now we we're, we have 58% of our, our vaccines have actually gotten into people wow. now. Well, and um, there's but also... we still need more vaccine. It's also coming down off the Christmas and New Year's get-togethers. Exactly. So there's that too. But it's like, I know my mom's trying to... She's waiting for a shot and it's taking forever and she's getting so frustrated. And I know my dad, because of the VA, he got... Mm-hmm. his shot last week. Uh, yeah, his Lonnie's first dad shot. got his. Um, he lives in Florida. We mm-hmm. think he lives in a red district, so they're treating them better. Right. Um, <laughs> my yeah. mom My mom luckily got her first shot. Oh, good. Um, and <clears throat> in, in, in California, it depends on the county. Mm-hmm. 
And you, did you hear what happened at Dodger Stadium? Yes. Oh, oh my God. Fuckers. Fucking so, terrorists. Yeah. So they just protested and they had to shut it down because it was for a, an hour. Yeah. But uh, that's several people waiting in line. That's vaccine yes. that has been unfrozen waiting. Right. Right. Um, and it's like if you don't want to get a fucking shot, fine. Do not get in my way. I know. I know. That's just and then you know just completely different subject too. I'm seeing coming down the Twitter feed now that the fucking people or, you know, a number of the people who stormed the Capitol didn't even vote. Yeah. So oh! fuckers. Oh my how God. dare they? <laughs> I, know. I mean, how dare oh. they anyway, whether they if they voted, but how exactly. dare they when you didn't even exercise your franchise yeah. and you're bitching about the outcome? Fuck you. I know. I know. It's just it's so infuriating and it's like I'm I'm really nervous. Yeah, so I want to talk I want to see what I can do, you know, on my own. I I don't I can't do anything by myself. Nobody big is really going to listen to me, but I do know people who do these, you know, video campaigns and it's like I would like mm-hmm. to see this messaging out there from Democrats really standing proud and 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 selling the party as a, as opposed to pointing to the other party and going crazy crazy crazy. Because then it's very easy for people who don't know any better to go both parties suck. But if you have one party going, here's what we've done for you, here's what we're going to do for you and back it up, then, you know, and and show the diversity, show the inclusion Mm -hmm. and be proud that, you know, when you're a Democrat, you do have that choice. I mean, it was like Lauren Boebert put up a photo the other day and, you know, her mother was holding her when she was a little baby. She goes, my mother chose to give birth. And it's like, yeah, as opposed to being forced to give birth. Exactly. There's a difference. Yeah. And so it's like I want to see the Democrats taking that on because I'm fucking terrified. I'm really scared. You know, I mean, I didn't realize that I knew that when Joe, you know, if Joe Biden were to win, that it would, st- we'd still be left with the Trump cultists and we'd mm-hmm. still have to deal with Republicans. But I, but I, I thought that maybe once he was gone, they would start that slow process of, of kind of going away from him. And they're not, they're not carrying right now, yeah. on. And, and I was not expecting that. I, I, I just, I didn't expect them necessarily to go back to what they used to be before Trump came along, but I did expect for them to kind of distance themselves just because a lot of them didn't even like him when uh, the, the people yeah. who were, you know, kissing his ass the hardest don't necessarily like him. So it's like, Oh, I'm so relieved he's fucking gone. And we have a couple of years to just, you know, slowly get away from this. And, but he, you know, whether he's still there, uh, even if he were to go to jail, this Pandora's box has been unleashed. And I maintain that, you know, I mean, you take a look at what Putin did in 2016 and Trump was just one of his tools because there's Marie Le Pen. She's running in France again and she's another one. So these are the tools that he has. These are the pawns in his game. And I mean, it's not just about Putin. These people have their own agendas also. But still, Putin has this world agenda. And I tweeted the other day, I truly believe he's the world's Hitler. He's not sending people to ovens, but he's got his own version of, of I don't give a shit about life. And, uh, you know, if, if, if you're in my way, then, you know, I don't give a shit if you die. And so he's not like Hitler in that way, but he's like Hitler in that he wants to destroy democracies so, he, so Russia can be the number one. And I truly believe that that's his end goal. And I feel like even though he may, you know, I do think he has, what do you call, like, I mean, I, I think that he has people in the Republican Party now that are working on his behalf be, for, for oh, whatever yeah. reason, you know, whether it's because they're blackmailed or whatever reason. 
but they're they're helping him or they're they're working against America. And I, you know, it's like we're not going to win this fight with old school Democratic uh, weak, you know. Democrats are great at governing, governing, but they suck at messaging. We need better messaging. Yeah, I agree. I think that because Biden is the president now, mm-hmm. and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi's really pissed. Um, yeah, she <laughs> is. Uh, do not piss off an Italian grandma. Just don't do it. Uh, yeah. Um, and and Biden's pissed. And yeah. and again, he is he's the right man for the job right I agree now. Um, I agree and Chuck Schumer is finally I'm seeing a spine growing I think what because Biden is president and we have the Senate this time and the House they're out there every day so when this COVID bill goes through untouched hopefully or gotten better even better mm-hmm. when it gets through the Senate whether it's 51 votes with Kamala Harris or your Romneys and your others decide, you know what, this is in my best interest to pass this bill mm-hmm. because it's helping people. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Let's try that for yeah. once. Um, but if they, if they have to do it with just 50 plus one, there's your messaging. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. yeah it's not bipartisan. Yes. You know what? The Republicans didn't want you to get this money. Yes. The Republicans didn't want your state and local yes. governments to get their money. Uh-huh. The Republicans voted against this. We voted for it. This is what you're getting because of us. Yes. This is what you're exactly. getting because of Joe Biden. Yes. They can they can run on. Oh, it was bad. No, it's not bad. Tax cuts for people that don't need tax cuts. Bad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's part. Of, that's part of it. Like, I would love to see that. But be bold. We just mm-hmm. need to be bold and not mm-hmm. apologize for it. Nope. Don't worry about what the what the moderates are going to think, because basically the moderates are going to, I mean, especially the moderate Democrats, they're going to vote for the Democrat anybody way. And if it's a moderate Republican, you know, I think that one of the things that we miss is, and when I say we, I just mean humans or even maybe Democrats, but it's like sometimes we think taking the safer route is better to go when, when taking the bold route is the way to go. And I think that we have already learned when you look at, um, when you look at 2010 and 2014, when Obama was president and Democrats were not motivated to vote. And then, you know, obviously the tea party got in and really took over and stopped Obama from doing a lot of the things that he wanted to do. And then it was very easy to point your finger at Obama and say, well, you didn't accomplish what you wanted to accomplish, or you didn't get to do this, whether it's a Democrat or a Republican, because Mm -hmm. people don't fully understand government. And so it's like, you know, obviously Trump was a huge motivator. We saw that in every single election in, you know, since he was, in office, starting with 2017 with the special elections. And then we saw a huge voter turnout, larger than most uh, or the size of a general election turnout in 2018. And I know that that was because he motivated people to vote. People were afraid. They understand. They understood what they were possibly going to lose. I mean, like healthcare, And, yeah. you know, and then they forget about shit. So it's like I just want us as a party to make sure people understand what you gain mm-hmm. and, and to be proud of it, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to really be proud. And, 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 you know, it's like, I was talking about this with Bob and he said, yes, the democratic party is the American party. And I've just been using that and I'm just mm-hmm. going to keep using it because the fucking Republicans are, are unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is insane. What's, what are they going to be in 10 years? Yeah. If they, if they can't, 
break away from the cult that well i think okay with the impeachment trial starting mm-hmm. and and every day more and more information is coming I out i know i know i mean i have a feeling that is going to kill them because i hope so you've got your ted cruises you got your josh hollies you got your you, you got the bomber the, yeah. the pipe bomb lady yeah. she looks like a lady did you watch the video of uh, the, when the, the surveillance yes, video? Yes, and I couldn't tell. But it I looks heard, to I, me. Yeah, I saw somebody say there was a feminine gate or something. It was, it was like when I saw it first on MSNBC, I was like, that looks like a woman. Hmm. And then I watched it again on my computer because it was closer to my face. Mm-hmm. And um, I kept watching. There's one particular shot where the person's coming around the corner and you see a long walk. Mm-hmm. And the person's kind of coming towards the camera. It's, there's just something about how the person's walking. I'm like, that's feminine. That's mm-hmm. a woman. Men don't walk like the way mm-hmm. the shoulders are hunched over a little bit. And then there's another shot with the backpack, I guess, full. And it seems like it's a little too heavy. Hmm. Um, there's just and you know they've got a hoodie on and they've got. A I'm mask gonna have on. to go back and look. Yeah, it's it just there's something about the gate hmm. that I'm like, that's a woman. Hmm. And then some people were like, oh, it's Marjorie Green. I'm like, I'm not going that far. <laughs> right. Not yet. I'm not going right. that far yet. I mean, she does stalk teenagers yes. that have just been shot at <laughs> right. while carrying a gun. Yeah. But I'm not going to quite go for that she was going to, she did this to distract. I'm not going to go with that. But um, uh, I think she's, br- that meeting in uh, January 5th, Mm-hmm. at the Trump Hotel. Yeah, where she basically admitted it. You know, I mean, it's this very interesting information that's coming out, and apparently if that memo from the DOD is confirmed to be accurate, mm-hmm. with the National Guard being basically told, yeah, you can help, but not really. Right. Um, that's important information. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, these are things that are like, okay, House managers, go for it. So you think that this impeachment is going to... I think it can. I think it can because people are going to watch it, uh-huh. and because it's going to be a real trial with witnesses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> instead of a sham trial. Right. I mean, and, and Trump now has who he's got Cosby's the guy that didn't charge Cosby in Pennsylvania, <laughs> right. and Epstein's lawyer. Right. Right. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I mean, uh, dude, seriously. Uh, that uh, poor Bob, his best friend Butch, can't, I know, you know, I know. <laughs> um, his buddy Butch ain't gonna do it this time. And uh, for for those who don't know, uh, Butch, what was his last name? Butch, I, I can't remember. But this guy was gonna be Trump's lawyer, and it's somebody that Bob knew growing up. It was, yeah. I think Bob knew his brother more, yeah, but he they, knew, they but he pals. knew Butch, and now yeah. Butch is like, fuck you, Trump. So he's gone. Yeah, when you're getting, when you're already scraping, kind of the bar, exactly. The um, you're going to start to get stuff on your shoe. I mean, it's it, let Trump represent himself at this point. Oh, my God. I know that would be so fucking great. And you know what? It's like, are they going to have that? I know that Lindsey Graham doesn't want that fucking organic shaman terrorist dude in there, but I, I would love care. I would love to see him. And I don't like him, but I'd love to see him talk about how he felt betrayed by Trump. That would be mm-hmm. fucking awesome. That would be so mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, I'd like to see as many of those insurrectionists testify and talk about how they felt you know that trump instructed them to do it and then they did it and then they didn't get their pardon and it's Mm -hmm. like (laughs) oh i hope you're right on that because i mean you know i mean there's also the other thing that trump is talking about starting his own party and uh somebody was saying he doesn't need to 
because the the Republican Party are already going, uh, you know, along with him. But either way, if there is a split, then that definitely helps Democrats. Mm -hmm. But I still think the Democrats miss opportunities. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like they just miss the the selling of their party to to let people know here's what we do for you here's what we have done for you and we do it proud because we're american like i think it the the gop is so good at that they mm-hmm. figured out how to lie about how they were the real patriots and everything and i feel like you know back when uh rush limbaugh called sandra flick a slut and then Mm -hmm. those women started rock the slut vote and it was basically to to reclaim that term Mm -hmm. and so it's like i think that that we need to reclaim some of these um labels that they took they didn't necessarily take them from democrats but they just took patriot Mm -hmm. they you know and and whenever you see certain images uh like patriotic images my first thought sometimes, if I see a patriotic image, is like, well, who is this? Is this a MAGA? You know what I mean? Right. It's like because they, they, they use it to death. And, and I don't want it to be the default that we assume that it's a Republican or, you know, I don't even, I wish there was, I mean, to me, I call it the party of Putin. And it's not because I think that they're Russian or act like Russians. It's just that I think that he got his tentacles in so far. And our country is really fucked up because he, he, he you know, he, it wasn't just Putin, but that cyber warfare attack in 2016 really mm-hmm. fucked us. It fucked me. Mm-hmm. I fell for it. I mean, I didn't fall for it hook, line, and sinker, but I was certainly, I had doubts in my mind. I had questions in my mind, and that and that was the whole fucking point. I mean, well, some were hook, line, and sinker, but... Some were, I mean, I, I remember having arguments with Nick, who I used to co-host my show with, and he was, well, Hillary's just terrible. I'm like, what do you mean? Give me examples. Yeah. Give me examples on how she is so much worse than Bernie Sanders. Give me voting records. Right. Show me what's wrong. I said she's had 30 years and some change of television, let alone the misinformation just in 2016. Mm -hmm. She had that against her from the get-go. The minute minute she even tried to do anything. (laughs) Yes. You know? I I mean, she changed her last name to Clinton to help her husband. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he would. uh, uh, And so it's like that that gets to me. And that's the other thing is like with Nixon, um, you know, committing treason to get elected in 1968 Mm -hmm. um, and his southern strategy Mm -hmm. um, and all of those things. And 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 well, McCarthy, you Mm -hmm. know, telling people to say the Democrat Party. Right. Um, Which drives me fucking nuts. It dri- it just, it, you, you've lost your argument the minute you use that word. Well, yeah, and you know, the worst part about it is the fucking far left, uh, they like to call themselves progressives, but I think <sighs> they're just like leftist libertarian fringe. Um, mm. And we all know who the main uh-huh. one is. And he's using the Democrat Party now. And he knows the difference. Of course he does. No, and, and, and so it's like with... with <sighs> I think Nixon was able, because of Vietnam and what a debacle that was, that people were like, fuck the Democrats. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. killing us. They're right. literally killing us now. Yeah. Now, Johnson had, had negotiated a peace treaty, but Nixon fucked that all up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then Carter, God bless him, tried. Um, but Reagan fucked him up yeah. with Iran. Um, and yes. say, you hold on to the hostages until after I'm elected. Um, okay. So that screwed a really good man. 
Um, he wasn't the most effective president, but he tried. Um, I yeah. Mean, after Watergate. You right. Know, yeah. Um, so, I mean, we've. The thing also with messaging is you have to have a media as far as the New York Times, Washington mm-hmm. Post, your major networks, um, agreeing <laughs> to get that message out. They don't want to look like the liberal media, which doesn't yeah. exist, because that's been put upon them by your Rush Limbaugh's and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and they don't want to come off. I mean, Eric Bollert is the best about yeah, this. Yeah, he is. Yeah. You know, and and it's true. Like, stop saying, oh, Biden wants unity, but this, that, and fuck mm-hmm. you. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not negotiating with terrorists. <laughs> right. Well, and, and the thing is. Um, and they wouldn't do it with us. No, they absolutely wouldn't do it with us. No, I, mean, I the think whole, you got to talk to the Trump supporter, the Trump voter. Hi, nobody talked to the Hillary voters when we voted exactly. on mass so against tired. Trump. Yeah, Fuck exactly. Um, but but I think there's also the idea of, if, you know, because Frank Luntz likes to to figure out those words that, oh, he's good. you know, uh, um, words or phrases. Afford him. Exactly. <laughs> words and phrases that really stick and hold. And I mean, the Democrats do that. It's not that they mm-hmm. don't. But I right. think that you see it more. It's that lockstep thing over. And, and I know that Democrats are never going to necessarily be lockstep because we've got AOC and Steve Schmidt in the same party. So mm-hmm. I think that's really hard to go lockstep. But um, if we had like a Frank Luntz type mm-hmm. and the, the DNC paid for, you know, for this person or group or team to figure out like you go you go line by line with climate and immigration and reproductive justice and all that stuff and you have whatever those words are whatever those phrases are and then it gets distributed to everybody all the democrats in congress and and even you know just the state and local level so that when they go to town halls when they're on Mm -hmm. television Mm -hmm. um that they will repeat those you know, and I say phrases, but it's it's phrases to describe what we're doing that and work. And they're palatable. That are palatable and that they work, mm-hmm. you know, because they're always tested on groups of people. And, you know, and it's like, okay, they like this and they don't like that. Find out right. what works. And I, I think that we would really benefit from that. And like just going strong, going strong on it. Because I have 60,000 followers on Twitter. And that's, in you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not very many. And right. so when I was tweeting out, you know, the, I would say like the Democratic Party is the party of life. The Democratic Party is the party of responsibility, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just on my page, it was getting a lot of attention. So if if you had bigger accounts, big, you know, big accounts, whether it was senators or Biden or whoever, uh, Jamie Harrison putting out this kind of message, I believe that it would just start to explode and i feel like democrats like we need to instill this pride we i think we need more than pointing the finger and you know yeah here's what we're going to get you but it's like there's a pride within the democratic party and bernie did tap into it with that ad you know maybe not with everything he did but he did with that ad because it made me feel really i mean it made me cry you know, because that is the America that I have seen and I want to live in. The diverse America that, you know, builds people up. And we've had that country before, even with our fucking problems, even when there wasn't, 
you know, everything wasn't settled. I mean, women are still not in the fucking constitution, but, but there have been times in our history where we were a proud country and we felt like patriots and we felt like, okay, things aren't perfect today, but the whole point is to continue evolving. And, you know, Trump came and just fucking trampled all of that. The Republicans have been trampling it for a long time. Fox news at all that stuff. So it's all this deterioration is happening. And then he comes in and does like the final blow, Mm -hmm. if you will, because now they're saying they're, you know, Lindsey Graham called it. Their party's fucking dying, dying Mm -hmm. or dead. And what's replacing it is horrific. It's Mm -hmm. horrific. And Mm -hmm. so it's, um, you know, I just, I think part of the way that we could fight that is to, to get that swell of heartfelt patriotism so that we can um, inspire. I mean, there's this whole swath of voters that, or I should say citizens that don't vote. Mm-hmm. And we could, you know, instead of worrying, about, I mean, I think we should focus on every kind of voter, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's the moderate Republican or whatever it is, but focus on those people who don't usually vote. Mm-hmm. Try to find, try to pull them in with something. And, you know, I don't know exactly what that takes. Obviously, it, you know, people, fear is a great motivator. I mean, I, I will give, I mean, Stacey Abrams has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, which, I woohoo! Know, I love that. I love but it's it. like, you know, and I'm not going to try to take anything away from her incredible work. But I will always say that a, a, a big reason Trump lost was because of Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, he definitely added voters, they added fucking lunatics to that number i mean he got so many votes that it's very upsetting mm-hmm. but he clearly motivated people to vote against him and right. so i you know i mean next time around we may not have that kind of personality that's going to freak everyone out we might you know we might have somebody who's more palatable and smarter right and you know then we're in fucking trouble i agree it's 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 we don't want the guy we don't want Kevin Spacey running. Um, <laughs> we don't want Francis running. Right. Um, and that would be a Tom Cotton. Yeah. Because he's yeah. smart, you know, and cunning and evil. Um, what's odd, it's just, it's going to always boggle my mind that even after the January 6th uh, attempted coup. Yeah. That people are still behind this man. The I Law know. and Order Party. I know. Um, I'm sorry. Cops were bludgeoned a Mm -hmm. woman was trampled Mm -hmm. one of the the insurgents was trampled to death by people wanting to harm police officers with blue lives matter flags yeah yeah so um i mean she was (laughs) holding visuals she was holding a don't tread on me flag Uh too they literally tread on her yeah um, and, and then that's, she fucking that's, died. Yeah, and she died because of it. And it's like, and and another woman was shot. Yes, and I'm, rightfully so. She was trying to break into the right. speaker's area. So yes, of course she's going to get shot. Mm-hmm. Dumb fuck. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like it's when that went down, it was like I remember being in downtown LA with seven hundred fifty thousand of my closest friends, <laughs> and <Yeah>. um, <laughs> not one of us got injured. Nobody broke right. into buildings, and we were pissed. And and protesting, if they had just stayed the protest where it was supposed to stay, Mm -hmm. fine. Right. That's your right to do that. But the minute Donald Trump said, go to the Capitol, I will go with you. Right. There's there's your proof Mm -hmm. that he incited this shit. Because the original plans were to just stay where they were. Yeah. Um, But he said, let's go. Oh, my God. You know, and the funny thing is, is that 
I mean, maybe you know. I have. I don't. I never even went to his. I didn't follow him, and usually the only time I'd see his tweets are because somebody else, you know, would comment mm-hmm. or tweet or whatever. But I pretty much avoided his Twitter feed, and I never watched his rallies. Fucking Bob would watch them all the time, yeah, I and I was just like, "Thank God you can do it," because I can't do it. And um, but I mean, now he's not on Twitter, and you know, I know he's dealing with trying to figure out his law team, his legal team. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what's going on with him? I, you know, I know he's got a. Somebody said he had a uh, profile on MeWe. Um, <laughs> really? So. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, good for you. Oh, uh, you know, I did. I interviewed the guy from MeWe last year, and I tried yeah. it, and I just, I, it just. I just stopped going over there. I stopped um, it. But I tried. I, uh, I did too. Um, he. <laughs> he's on I know Bob Mee-wee. is. Cons- <laughs> he's on MeWe apparently. Um, Oh Bob was concerned that we don't know what he's thinking because he's not on Twitter. And I'm like, we shouldn't care what he's thinking. He doesn't <laughs> have the power. And as a president, he had power. Yeah. Really. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, like he has some power over people. Should he be able to talk to them? Uh-huh. But in like real power, he doesn't have the nuclear codes anymore. He can't order the National Guard up. He can't order people to be arrested. I mean, the real power that he had, he no longer has. So I don't give a rat's ass what that fat fucking piece of shit is thinking. No, yeah, I know. But it's like, I, I, I'm, I can't help but just be... And I mean it in a, in a way of like, what's going on inside mm-hmm. his mind? Well, he's going crazy. It's gotta be. But I, like, I wish I could like psychically visit just so I could see it and understand because I can only imagine. And I, you know, I know that he's got to be freaking out, but like, what are the things that he's freaking out about? Are they going to find out about my money laundering? Are they, are are they going to find out about, you know, because I know Noel Kasler, his theory on the Helsinki Trump Putin meeting was that back in that room, Putin showed him video Uh that he had of Trump, you know, raping a girl. Probably, you know, and so, I mean, I I wouldn't doubt it. Same here. I would imagine that's something that he would use if it wasn't that it would be something just as awful. But, you know, I mean, is Trump like worried that shit's going to come out or is he more is he more worried about what's going to come out of uh, his taxes? It's you know, I mean, he's clearly I don't think he's going to get convicted by the Senate. So um, but then, you know, is he he worried the DOJ is going to come after him for this? Because this trial is going to give I mean, the DOJ can do it and they're going to have all this evidence from that Mm -hmm. trial alone. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just like and and Merrick Garland, God bless him. It's brilliant (laughs) because he he um, tried to McVeigh. Wow. Um, I didn't know that he was at justice during that. And um, because he's a former prosecutor. Mm hmm. Uh, so him running the DOJ, he's going to be quiet, unassuming, and will clean out all the bad guys that are over there that are Trump supporters, mm-hmm. or at least move them to areas where they will not be of any harm if he can't fire them. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to look at what the Mueller report already showed us. Mm-hmm. And when when Lindsey Graham, you know, the pink thing, oh, he's just a private citizen. We shouldn't go after him. Fuck you. Yeah. Like. I'm sorry, I just embezzled from my company and <laughs> right. then I quit. Um, so please don't, I'm, exactly. I'm not even there anymore. Why would you, what, what's wrong with that? You know, it's like, are you kidding me? Um, so the DOJ can go after private citizens all yeah. they want. Yeah. So you know what, you really don't want to convict him? I highly recommend you convict <laughs> him. Because <laughs> yeah. he might actually be going to prison. Um, right. 
And I know that uh, didn't New York, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. Compelling him now to turn over his taxes. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the thing is, is like my mom is 100, you know, as a she's a political junkie and she is 100 percent convinced that he's going to prison. So, I, I mean, hope I, so. I hope so. And you know what? I've, I said this before. And his kids, too. And his kids, too. Uh, I I know this. I think I've talked about this before. This woman that I know is psychic. And, you know, she did predict very pretty well that he was going to win in 2016, that he was going to lose in 2020. And a couple other things she she did predict. Interestingly, the the runoff in Georgia, when I asked her about that, like, I think it was the day after or it was very soon after that we knew we had a runoff. So mm-hmm. there was still some time, right, right, before that runoff. And when I asked her about it, she basically saw, I think she saw Warnock winning, but not Ossoff. And, mm-hmm. or, and she, it's not that she saw him losing. She just couldn't say. She's like, mm-hmm. I can't tell. But she did see Warnock winning. And so then as we got closer, it was a couple days before. And I'm like, okay, now what do you see from this? And she thinks they're both going to win. I said, okay, what percentage do you feel that they're going to win? Like, how strong is it? And she said 85%. So I thought, that's pretty strong. And then they Mm -hmm. both did. So it was interesting because initially, you know, her her prediction, she wasn't sure about Asif. And he was the one who had a bit of a harder time. He did. But he, he, he did win it. So she has maintained that she continues to see Trump in handcuffs and going to jail. She, you know, time is always difficult for her um, unless she gets a date, but she she felt that it was uh, within a year and a half that that would I happen. Think I think with the, what DOJ is going to do and all the states that are going after him, basically they're going to have to dot every I, cross mm-hmm. every yes. T, and be as perfect because this will be the first time an ex-president will be charged right. with crimes. Yeah, you so gotta, it's got to yeah. be so perfect yeah. that that even a good defense lawyer would have an issue. Yeah. You know, some the best of the best would be like, mm, you're going to want to plead out on this kind of thing, you yeah. know. So I know that that that, that has Gar- Garland's been a confirmed, right? I think so. I hope so. Um <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I haven't heard anything recently, but I think he was a good choice. Yeah. Um, so I think what he's going to do is he's going to look at what we've already been presented, which is the Mueller report mm-hmm. number one. And I know a lot of things went out. So he's going to notify all of the AGs that would have been in control of these things under DOJ. Hey, yeah. if Mueller sent this to you, feel free to pick that back up. Hey, if Mueller sent, you know what I mean? Feel yeah. free. You no, no longer handcuffed to not do your job mm-hmm. so please g- continue to look into these things that Mueller sent you and then look at the obstruction of justice stuff start calling trump children back up mm-hmm. and go if yes. you're not hi you want to plead the fifth great that's getting out in the public <laughs> right go ahead wow. plead all you want but now we're going to actually start talking to you and mm-hmm. leaking this information just enough mm-hmm um, so that people start to turn because I mean even the Proud Boys and a bunch of them are yes. starting to turn on Trump <laughs> yes because Good he created God. this monster and then they're like wait he abandoned us mm-hmm. right yeah and so I mean I'm I'm I guess I am hopeful I mean let me ask you this because I know you have to go but um, so I'm I'm on the side of I'm kind of where I mean I'm not I I think it's terrifying that white supremacy is growing or. I don't know if it's growing, but I think the momentum of the... Right. It's louder. We see it more now. They're feeling bolder. 
Um, and then obviously we've got this crazy ass Republican party. So my natural stance here is to like, okay, well I want to fight so hard cause I don't trust that we're going to win. But mm-hmm. what, what is your feeling overall just moving forward? Well, what we have to do is, is take a pay, listen to Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. Um, <laughs> yeah. My, my niece actually was so sweet. She bought some, uh, face masks and they have Stacey Abrams. <laughs> so she got, she got one for me. It was very sweet of her. Um, so I think that, that what needs to happen is I know that there are at least two or three guys already throwing their hat in the ring against Devin Nunes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm like either one of you, I'm good as long just good. Um, I don't care who gets the not good. Right. Um, so we need to, cause people are going to start announcing their runs in 2022 in the next few months. Mm hmm. Um, because we're stupid and we have these long fucking elections, um, which is good and bad, because mm-hmm. we can vet people by right, the same right, token. Right, really, right, right. it's like an, uh, a, a never ending. Yeah, it's never ending. We need we need this. We need to make sure that we keep everybody riled up. And like you said, the Democrats, when they pass their COVID bill, hopefully in the next week or so, because they can do a Senate trial and pass bills. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. <laughs> Um, it's really not that one thing in the morning, one thing in the afternoon, figure it out. Um, but once we pass that, boom, get that out there, have Biden just go crazy yes. on it and talking yeah. about it and sending his people out on all the shows and, mm-hmm. and, da, da, da. and then if, you know, if no Republicans vote for it, good luck, meet the press. <laughs> how are you going to question him? Come on, Chuck. How are you going to question right. him? Why didn't you vote for it? Was it too big? Why? You know, I mean, yeah. literally, yeah. um, so I think, you know, in Fox News, how are you going to spin that? Mm-hmm. Good luck, because mm-hmm. people will be getting money. Mm-hmm. I mean, there yeah. will be another, at least another $1,400 to everybody. Right. Um, and, and that's another thing, Ryan Knight. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> please, please do not tag him on the show. I will, I will be very angry if you tag him on Twitter. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, he's, he had this thing going yesterday. Biden lied because he was supposed to immediately give us $2,000. Dude, he's been in office 10 fucking days, yeah. A. And two, they meant $2,000 total, which would have included the $600 yes, that we all just right. got. Exactly. So when you add 1400 that's and 600 together, that's the $2,000. <laughs> yes. Now, we should be getting that monthly, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would prefer more like twenty five to three thousand for yeah. people, but two thousand dollars a month is a lot of money to mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. right now. Um, I mean that's the difference of you know eating and yeah. For for some people it's I mean it's still not enough, but at for least example, they I mean, can it, eat. Yeah, I mean you know depending upon where you live, two thousand dollars. Yeah. But if it's if you're in a household of two people and right. it's four thousand exactly. dollars a month, yeah. Then you're getting into some real like I can pay my mortgage or right. my rent and I can eat and oh and look I can pay my health care. I mean, right. th- you're getting into four thousand dollars plus with children being added to it, so your yes. family of four now you've got six or seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars coming in. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. Right. You know, totally. I mean the six the the six hundred. By the way, I hope when Biden does do this, I'm on, I'm on a rant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when he does do this, please don't send stupid credit cards out. Oh, because I, I don't know. direct deposit. It's like. Just send a check. It's cheaper to produce, and it's not wasting no oil and plastic. Yes, I mean, exactly. I'm, uh, the card is useless. I just money, the check better. I don't like trees being killed, but if right. I don't do direct deposit, I always owe money to the tax man, so they don't yeah. have my bank information. I never get right. money back. Right. Um, 
just send a check out. I don't. They sent checks out last time. I yeah. don't understand why they decided this time to print fucking debit cards. God damn it! That's what they're doing. Yeah. Bullshit. I don't like that. But they pit. They they. Lonnie got his like a week and a half ago. I got mine. Well, wow. Last Friday. And all I did was, you know, you have to call in and you, I mean, I understand it's slightly more secure than a check, but mm-hmm. really, um, you call in, you activate the card, mm-hmm. and then you can immediately transfer that money to a checking account oh, or an I account. See. Okay. Or you can use it to buy things. Right. And so it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just such a waste of, of that is of, stupid. Of oil. Because yeah. plastic is made from oil. I mean, like, seriously? I know. I know. It is totally stupid. And, okay, so before you go, I have some sad news. What? This just came down the feed. Not that I was his big fan or anything, but Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell. Oh, no, did 44, he die? He died. He's 44. He had, he had uh, cancer. I guess it was carcinoma. That's wow. sad. I mean, like I said, I wasn't his fan. I didn't really watch Saved by the Bell. And I know that he had some issues in recent years. Yeah, I don't good. really know much uh, about him. Oh, but that is sad. That's very young. Yeah, that's very young. And it's, I mean, and I Alan don't. Alan Burns I, passed away too. The who? Writer. Alan Burns. He wrote on MASH to name one oh, hit show. Okay. Mary Tyler Moore show. Okay. Um, Did he die he, yesterday? He died on Saturday. Okay, that's yeah. why Tom Nichols was being a dick about MASH yesterday. Okay. Because he, because Bob told me he's like, I'm arguing with Tom Nichols because Tom Nichols uh, about Mash. I'm like, what about it? He's like, well, he just doesn't think it's a good show, and it's like, fuck Tom Nichols. Well, and it, Robert Altman didn't like it either because it wasn't the movie is completely the, right. different. So I mean, whatever. But it was no, a critically acclaimed. You don't have to like it, but it was critically show. acclaimed. You yeah, know, Mr. Burns. Was a, by the way, Mr. Burns, who I knew. Um, really? Yeah, I went to school with his sons. Wow. Um, so Alan Burns was a lovely human. So oh, wow. he had Parkinson's disease, oh. which was what was so sad. So yeah. I feel bad for Eric and Matt. They're his sons. Um, yeah. well, I've that's known them hard. since God, I've known them. How old am I? I have known them <laughs> pushing fifty years. Wow. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. A long time. And well, um, I hate to go out on sad news, but yeah. you know, um, I, I guess he was just admitted to the hospital like three weeks ago and he died. So I can, oh, I, I, I think it's awful, but I would say that maybe hopefully he's, in, you know, he's not in pain anymore. So there's that. I don't know what else nice to say about it. It makes me sad. Just, it's just sad. But anyway, um, but I always do enjoy talking to you and you know what? You kind of made me feel a little bit better and you kind of made me feel a little bit more confident in our system. So thank you for that. <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to last. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I try to be um, uh, pessimistically optimistic. Yeah. Um, well, you do a good job. <laughs> it's, I just I just feel like we've been worse off before. Yeah. Yeah, we have. So we can, we can come overcome this. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, one of the people that I know that voted for Donald Trump for some strange reason, <laughs> um, after January 6th, he's like, well, I'm out. I'm done with this shit. Wow. So there are people right. that are like, no, you know. Well, I'm glad it, it you know, it took an insurrection. <laughs> yeah, I know. It really, it finally took good for you. Good for you. It just took almost killing the vice president of the United States yeah, and, and Nancy the speaker Pelosi. of the house. Yeah. All righty. So before you go, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? 
Well, you can find me at the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, um, <laughs> along with Bob Seska, because I'm with him on Thursdays. Yes, on Thursdays. Um, on Thursdays. And he makes books. Um, yes, he does. <laughs> you guys both make books. Um, I'm on the Stephanie Miller Show on Tuesdays, uh, 6.30 to 9 a.m. Pacific. And then I have my show, which is called From the Bunker, at from-the-bunker.com. And you can stalk me on Twitter at From the Bunker Jr. Awesome. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter at author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. And then you can read my books on Amazon. You know, I've got The Virgin Diaries and Peyton's Choice, which is about teen abortion. And I love, I love, love, love good reviews. So there's that. And, you know, just thanks for listening. Thanks for being here, uh, Jody. It was awesome talking to you. Lovely talking to you as always. <laughs> you have a good day and a good week. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.